Hey, podcast listeners, hope you're doing well, and I hope you are winning contracts. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to share something with you that's working for our clients. Our federal access knowledge base is helping companies win contracts every single day. I regularly get emails from members thanking us and saying things like, hey, I just won a $2 million contract. Many of you have seen a video that Chris Danback shot for us at GovCon. Chris won two contracts totaling $30 million. One of our members emailed me this morning and said, the turning point that opened my eyes was using federal access to establish a professional and systematic business development and RFP process. I've now won two contracts worth $480,000. Federal access is helping a lot of companies win. It can help you too. So here's the deal. I have a special offer for you. Visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. You're going to get access Access to a digital copy of the government sales manual, over 70 strategy videos, more than 30 webinars, 300 documents and templates, and one of my favorite pieces is SME support. So when you run into any issue, any challenge at all, you can email me directly for help. So go check out the special offer today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. The link is in the description below the podcast. So go check that out today, federal-access.com forward slash game changers so you can get started for just $29 today. Now let's hop into this episode. The big question is this, if government contracting is supposed to be so easy, why do so many companies fail to win even a single contract while others dominate the market? That's the question and this podcast will give you the answers. In today's episode, you go one-on-one with best-selling author and master business coach Michael Lejeune to learn exactly how to take your government contracting business to the next level. Hey everybody, I want to talk to you today about writing your first book and I want to give you a handful of tips on doing this. I hope I demystify the process a little bit today because I I personally don't think it's that hard. And so I'm going to give you a a couple of tips here right out of the gate that I think it's going to make this process much, much easier for you. And one of those tips is if you struggle with writing, like if that is a thing for you, one of the things that I found for a lot of people is that it's the whole process of going from beginning to end in your writing is very, very difficult. So instead of just sitting down with a blank word document and going front to back through it, what I recommend is you sit down and just create an outline, just a very simple outline. You're you're not going to give this to anybody, so nobody needs to look at it. You don't need to be in a specific format, but you do need to create an outline that you're going to work from. In fact, I call it my working outline. When I'm going through my working outline, there's typically three parts to it. There's a beginning, there's a middle, there's an end. And so I'm typically trying to introduce the reader to something in the beginning. I'm trying to cover a bunch of core concepts in the middle. And then towards the end, we're wrapping it up, giving some final action points, tips, that sort of thing. And so I just try to keep it really, really simple. And then when I'm going through the actual creative process of, hey, what's going in the book? One of the things that I do is I sit there with that working outline. And as I come up with topics, I put those in the particular bucket they go through. Is it a beginning? Is it a middle? Is it it? And if it doesn't fit in that, then a lot of times I'll say, okay, does it go in an introduction? Because maybe sometimes it's introduction introducing them to something. And there's two or three bullet points that I want to add there. And then it gets to the beginning, the middle and the end. And so it 
I just try to keep it really, really simple. And what you'll find is the better you make that outline, the easier it is to write. And so I spend a lot of time, sometimes I'll spend a couple of weeks, sometimes a couple of months working on an outline to get that crystal clear. And once it's crystal clear, it just makes it so easy to write everything else. And so there's a book that I'm working on right now. It's a solo book and inside that book, uh, which by the way, solo just means it's just me. Inside that book, I have probably about a 1,300 word outline. Um, Sometimes it's 2,000 words. It just depends on the outline that I'm writing. And that's all my core concepts for that book. One of the really interesting things that happens, and it happens every time I write a book, is that once I'm going through the outline, I will I will start and I'll go through and I'm like, yes, it's this order. It's one, two, three, four, five. This is the order it's supposed to be in. And then at some point, something just won't feel right. And I'll either take a chapter or a section or like in this last book, I was like, you know what? I don't like the way, you know, it flows from this section to that section. So I actually took the middle section and the first section and I flipped them. And I'm like, now it makes sense. This is this This is really what I want. So if you spend a lot of time working on that working outline, it will make everything else easier. So when it comes to writing, there's a a couple of ways that I go about this. One is I just block off a little bit of time each day, each week, whatever it may be. But for me, I will start to kind of ramp up my writing around a trip. So I always do at least one trip where I'll go to Wisconsin or somewhere else. Like this year, I'm going to Vermont. I will ramp up my writing towards the writing trip. And so I'll book a week or so somewhere away where it's just me. It's a vacation place. So I go and I'll get up at 5 a.m and write till lunchtime. Then I'll go to lunch and then maybe I'm kind of done for the day or I'll do some work and then maybe I'll come back in the evening. But it's just me on the writing trip. I can focus on this and I'll knock out a huge chunk, probably 60% of my writing will be done on that writing trip in those four or five days. But leading up to that writing trip, I'm ramping up my writing. I'm like, okay, I'm going into this trip. I got to make sure what what am I going to write on this trip? What do I have left? What else needs organized? I'll get all those ducks in a row before I go on the trip. And it just makes it so easy. And then when I come home, I usually only have like 10 or 15% left to write. And so that makes it writing very, very easy for me. If you struggle with that type of schedule, the other thing I recommend, especially for a first book, book just to figure it out is to sit down and just write blog posts, you know, 500 thousand, 1500 word blog post and do that for a year or so. Once you have that done, you should have enough content for your first book. If you do at least like one a week, you know, cause you, you may not include them all, but just do one a week. It, it really, what you're trying to do is just get those creative juices flowing and get in the rhythm of writing. My writing today is so much better than my writing even a year ago or five years ago or 10 years ago. And so getting in that rhythm of writing just makes you better. And so that's why I say, start writing blog posts, write one a week, 500 to a thousand words, After a year or so, then you can sit down and go, okay, what's going to go in the book? And maybe all of them go in the book. Maybe they don't. I mean, you think about it. Even if you wrote thousand word blogs, 52 of them is only a 52,000 word book. Most of my books are 70,000, 80,000, 90,000 words. And so I believe that Game Changers for Government Contractors was 90-ish thousand and Becoming a GovCon Expert was around 70-ish thousand. And so just give you an idea on the the size of the book there. And so 50,000 words is not a lot to go into a book, but it makes a really good reading. You know, it, you could sit down and read it in an afternoon. It's a really quick read most of the time. So it's a really good size. And so focus on either creating a writing schedule for yourself 
or writing, you know, like I said, the, the blog post every single week and at the end evaluating what would make a good book. So once you have it organized, the next thing is making sure it's going into the proper format. And in order to go in the proper format, you can just go to Amazon. You can download a six by nine template in their KDP. So Amazon's Kindle desktop publishing platform, which I highly recommend. It's what we use. I've used other publishing platforms. They're all really good, but nothing has the reach like Amazon. So if you're if you're wanting to really sell this, use it as a tool for your business, Amazon really is, is the one I recommend. I don't get a dime for saying that. It's just, it's a platform that we have come to really, really like. I love the reporting in it. I love the way they pay out their authors. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of positive benefits to it, but they also have a lot of tools on the back end. So like I was mentioning before, you go in the KDP, you can download templates. Uh, the six by nine template is the one I work off of. It's my favorite size it just it fits really good in your hand and so <clears throat> so that that's the template I recommend the six by nine and I typically use paperback instead of hard copy uh, it's just it's cheaper for the users to buy you'll sell more copies of that and it's just it's a really good high quality book if you really want hard copy there's options for that as well so once you have done all of that, let's say you're going through the process and you're hitting snags with editing, you're hitting snags with cover design, any of that kind of stuff, you just go back into the system and you look for experts. They they have help through there. There's drag and drop options so you can design your cover, you can do all that kind of stuff. The editing is the one that most people are going to have trouble with though. And so a lot of times if, if you don't have those skills, hire it out. You can get on LinkedIn and look for somebody. You can look for it through Amazon. There's a ton of people that will edit your book that should not hinder you from writing it again the biggest challenge for you is going to be writing the book just getting it cranked out so get the book cranked out then when you get into editing here's kind of how our editing goes i will typically organize the book put the book together and then go through somewhere between five and ten rounds of edits it, it just depends and that includes myself and my editors going through it and then final copies where you will We'll print a proof of the book and they, Amazon will send you a proof. You'll look through a hard copy. You'll go through it and then make your final edits, then uh, upload the edits again, then do one more proof to, to make sure, hey, the final one looks right. And then you'll go into the actual printing mode. And when you go into printing mode, the, the great thing about that is it's on demand. So you never have to have, you know, hundreds of copies in your garage or anything like that. People order it. It ships right to them. So you never have to get involved in printing and shipping and all of that stuff. It's just all taken care of for you. And that's one of the things I really, really like. And there's also, also options on the back end. So if let's say you're going to a speaking event or something, you can print a whole bunch of copies at an author price, which is usually like three or four bucks. And they they will send them to you and then you can take them with you or deliver them wherever you're going and uh and you know sign them while you're there but there there are author copy uh, pricing uh, available and so that makes it really really nice as well so one of the other things that i want to go over here is if you're working with other authors if i'm working on a collaborative project with other authors like game changers or becoming a govcon expert i'm giving them a deadline of probably six months before print date and i do that because people struggle with writing. They will have issues getting it to you. Then they'll get it to you. Then you have to edit it. And when you go through the edits, you've got to make sure that they're okay with the edits. And so there's a lot of back and forth and you want to just give yourself plenty of time for that. So if you're working with other people, make sure you give yourself plenty of time to go back and forth with the edits. Uh, one of the biggest challenges that I see for a lot of people is as they're going through, there's a lot of doubts. 
So you'll be going through and all of a sudden you're like, man, I don't think this is good enough. And, you know, I, I don't want to look like a fool. And you, you just start writing and you have all these doubts. Let me share a secret with you. I have had a doubt about every book I've ever written, every single one. And the doubts start to fade as you get towards the finish line. So you'll get towards the finish line and you'll go start going through the edit process and you're like, this is good. This is actually really, really good. And so I just want to encourage you, no matter what challenges you're facing, what kind of uh, doubts that you're having, get to the finish line. Even if you don't publish it, get to the finish line so you can see the difference between when you start and when you finish because everybody has doubts. Everybody has a doubt about this stuff. And then once you get that author proof, the first author proof in your hands, you're like, wow, this is really cool. And you'll find a lot of issues with the, with the author proof, but then you'll make your edits, you'll get your final proof, and you'll be like, wow, this is really good. Now, here, here's the other thing. It's okay if you go through 10 rounds of edits, get your final proof, and there's a few things that are still wrong with it. It's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. We just want to try and get out the best product possible because you're going to miss stuff. I've seen you know top quality editors miss stuff. And it's just because, imagine, you're going through 50, 60, 100,000 words, stuff gets missed. Little things get missed. It just happens. And so that's why we'll do an edit maybe in the summer or the fall, and we'll do a comprehensive review of the books, and people will send in you know edits and things like that. And so it is what it is. Don't worry about that. Focus on your content. Make the content really, really good, and make it simple for people to read. The most important thing is, like I was saying earlier, make sure that outline is rock solid, the content flows for the reader, and they're getting value from it. We want them to have a beginning, a middle, an end. It ramps up, it gives them value, and they walk away feeling like it was well worth the 10, 20, 30, but whatever it is they spent on that book, it was well worth it. They got their money many times over, and, and that's really the key to it. So I'm going to talk about marketing your book in another podcast, but today I just I really wanted to cover some of the basics of writing and how easy it is to just create your outline, get your thoughts in there and then start writing the book. That's the main thing. Get committed and start writing the book. And look, I'll share another secret with you here before I go. The first book I ever wrote took me probably three years to get all the concepts in the first book. I wrote it in about six months and then I sat on it for a year and a half, two years. Like it was done, but I just refused to go through the edit process. I just, I had a lot of doubts about it and everything. So that first real book that I wrote probably took me somewhere between five and six years to write, maybe even seven years to write. Because even though it was done, I just had so many doubts about getting it out there in the market. And once I got it done and in the market, the reception has been really, really good. And I, it was just, it was all on me. It was the head trash in my brain saying, this isn't good enough. Why are you putting yourself out there like this and, and all this stuff? And so don't worry about that. Just get it done. And if you have questions, reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk to you about your book, what's going on with it, the direction you're taking, that sort of stuff, the roadblocks you're having. Um, you know, this is a conversation I have with a lot of first-time authors. And then you get your first book out there and it just changes the game for you. It really did change the game for us. It, it, people learned about us in the market that I don't think they would have learned about us through social media or anything else, but they found our book and it literally changed the game for us. So again, we're going to talk about marketing in another episode. 
episode. I just want to leave you with this final thought here today. It's not that hard. The biggest challenge is getting over all of your thoughts about this and any type of uh, challenges that you have with writing. And if you can get over those mental roadblocks, this is an easy and it's a really fun process. It's really fun when you start writing a book. And so again, if you have questions about this, reach out. You know I like writing books and publishing stuff. I'd love to help you with this and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers.